I mean, fell asleep I'm to sorry. the dulcet tones of the Menendez brothers interview about their parents. What? <laughs> really, the thing, the soothing sounds, the soothing like whale sounds of the Menendez brothers. <laughs> the wailing sounds of murderous brothers. Oh, okay, let's begin. <laughs> All right. Um, are we ready, Spaghetti? We're back to it. We're ready, Spaghetti. <laughs> All right. Carmen could not think of another no, rhyming I think it's couplet. Every once in a while, it's good to just like go back to our roots, you know, get yeah. really grounded. Finding our roots. <laughs> yeah, like center ourselves. Yeah. Get, like Henry mom's Lewis Spaghetti. Gates. Ready, it, Spaghetti. Know. Yeah, absolutely. Just be ready. So uh-huh. welcome to I'd Kill a Spider for you. My name is Catherine. And I'm Carmen. And this is our bi-weekly podcast where we talk about whatever we want. Mm-hmm. And this week, we're going to be talking about a topic, I guess, near and dear to all of our hearts. We're going to be talking about gender. And if you know us, if you know us, you know that this is already (laughs) like, oh, you could probably splice together an episode about gender from our previous Uh, episode. Definitely. Definitely. You could could definitely, or if someone wanted to just like record us like on the street ranting, you could have (laughs) a full episode about gender. So (laughs) we're going to be talking about something that like we know a lot about. We're not going to be necessarily citing sources or it's not that kind of podcast, but we're going to be getting into it and we're going to be giving you our opinions on gender and gender norms mm-hmm. and just the fucked up nonsense that is you know gen human gender <laughs> it's dumb it's the the conclusion <laughs> spoiler the, clo- the conclusion will be it's dumb but that's what we're going yes yeah. so anyway Kevin, but yes how are you okay this is staged so <laughs> Carmen asked me before we started recording well how are you doing and I was like ask me when we're recording <laughs> this has nothing to do with gender but I just wanted to reveal to you oh god re- I know you're doing something you're doing something I know guess you're what doing I'm something. doing what are you doing guess what I'm embarking on Carmen I'm what? watching all of I'm watching all of One Piece uh, it's <laughs> happening it's happening <laughs> I wanted go. to like see your face for that. So basically, yeah, you're like Carmen. Yeah. You and I will no longer be friends. I will. We're not talking. We we will be apart for the next ten years until I finish yeah. the entire series of One Piece. For those who don't know, it's an anime that's been going since 1999. Ugh. Um, and there's like Ugh. a thousand-ish episodes. But I figure, you know what? If you do an hour of One Piece a day, you can be done in a year. Three episodes a day. It's not that bad. Okay. Yeah. It's like a, it's like I'm working out an hour, one piece a day. All right. So do my sets, do my reps, learn about Luffy D monkey an hour a day. That is the plan. Um, hold me to it. I'm not going to give up on episode 500. I'm, I am going to get the one piece just like Luffy in the show. Oh God. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking is about. Is it still going? Is it still going? Or is oh, it done? still going. Oh, no. One Piece is still going. It is ongoing. It's eternal. So um, that's Yikes. me. But how are you, Carmen? Are you doing anything? Um, no, uh, my chronic pain has decided to rear its ugly head. Therefore, I have been very much stuck in my house for the last few days. I ordered groceries to my house for the first time ever. That was both a luxury that cost me seven whole dollars. And for anybody who knows my cheap ass, that's seven whole dollars. That's really what gets you. The shipping is too much. Every time, like every time, no, every time. And so I do think that I want, here's the thing. I had suggested that we do a thing on gender. And the reason I wanted to bring this up, I think for myself at least, or why I thought of the idea um, was because I have recently embarked in trauma therapy. It looks like witchcraft, probably because it is when you do it, but I'm like starting (laughs) to realize 
that some of my, what's the word I'm looking for, um, need to take care of people has very much been to my detriment uh, in the, to the like utmost degree of detriment. Um, and I can- Do you think? <laughs> Do you think I could have, Dr. Catherine could have diagnosed that <laughs> course, at so any course. point in time? Of course, but you know, it's it's good to kind of look at it from all sorts of different perspectives and see how much gender roles have to play with like this whole idea caring. Yes, of true, caring. caring. I The social work people that I've met, I remember when I went to Carmen's graduation oh. for her <laughs> master's and I was like, oh my God. Like every single person had like the most like intense mom energy you've ever felt in your life. It was like, I was like, I'm uncomfortable. This is too much. All everybody- and also it was terrible because everybody knew who I was because Carmen talks about me. And then Non-stop. they were like, Catherine, was yeah. like, I was like their long lost daughter. I was like, this is a, a lot. And I you think know, that is- it's a, it's a marker of like a great friendship. If like when you meet people, their response is like, you're amazing. I know all about you. And then you're like, I have no idea who you are. That's I best. mean, yes, but I'm just saying it's the mom energy that I'm really <laughs> trying to center on and the like- maternal ideas that I'm sure every single one of them has to deal with even the including the men like there is something in there that's really specific to social work but yeah yeah absolutely Carmen you have definitely I'm glad that that has come up in your trauma therapy I'm glad we're getting there you know it's great I just like to see and examine all the different things that I'm doing and all the different ways in which my trauma has truly informed my need to take care of literally everyone around me so yeah, absolutely. It's a fun time. It's a fun time. Um, but regardless, I do want us to kind of talk about, because you and I actually have a very similar upbringing when it comes to our heathen mothers and yes, gender. So why don't you let me know about your stuff? Oh, sure. Okay. So what Carmen means is that we have like the same family in different cultures. Yeah. Carmen is Mexican and I'm Jamaican. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother is one of six. Carmen's mother is one of nine. They're both like the youngest. They're both mm-hmm. like the ones who had like the most shit from their mothers. <laughs> and then they're both the family heathens. Yes. By family heathen, we mean like they're not religious. They're very liberal. They're mm-hmm. super like super left, super um, aggressive and loud with their opinions. Like the <laughs> family heathen. That's my mom. That's Carmen's mom. 100%. Exact same. Mm-hmm. weird trauma with siblings it's like it's like <laughs> the, the things Carmen and I have high-fived about you would be shocked uh, <laughs> but I think yeah so my mom raised me with a lot of like she was very she's a very liberal person so obviously like like my fight for a tequila shot was with my mom like there's not there a lot of like traditional gender rule things in force on me no. if anything a lot of the traditional at least feminine things came from like within yeah my mother has a story about when I was like a child and she said oh you pick out your your winter jacket and I went and picked out like a feathered <laughs> coat or something hilarious like a feathered coat oh. and she was like oh she was like oh wow my daughter's a freak um her words that's what she said she's like oh wow there we go and so like we were actually discussing the other day that like my laugh is really loud and I get that from my mother whose laugh is super loud and that's another gendered thing that you don't think about where like people will police people's laughs Mm -hmm. and like how loud women like in a lot of cultures like women laughing loud is like super taboo yeah so like in many of those ways my mother did not enforce traditional gender roles in other ways. 
in the same way that like you have your weird Catholic things, my mother uh-huh. just has her Jamaican things of like how to look, how you're supposed to present yourself, right. how you're supposed to this, this, and this. And all of those are very regimented and probably also very gendered. Mm-hmm. So it's like a very mixed bag, but it was mm-hmm. generally like liberal with like the bedrock of all <laughs> of all like conservative side societies like in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that what makes sense. You? Well, my mother growing up as, uh, cause there were only three girls and there were six boys. Um, Ooh, same thing. Two girls, four boys. Oh, wow. See, we are the same family. So she essentially, I mean, she says she, I mean, she denies this. And when she listens to this, she will get angry, but I will say it. She wanted a boy and she wanted oh. an athlete, which is probably your mom wanted a boy too, I, right? Same. Oh my God. Same. <laughs> my mom wanted three boys. She got three girls. <laughs> so my I know my mom was like I didn't care as long as my baby was cuddly and liked to play sports neither of which were me let me just say right off the bat I hated cuddling as a baby and I was definitely to this day not athletically inclined so I um you know destroyed my mom's dreams um but growing up I obviously because my mother was my only parent as she was I guess for you as well but like basically um I very much idolized my mom and my mom was a huge tomboy. My mom was like the biggest tomboy. And so my mom raised me. It's weird. Like, I feel like in some ways, not on purpose, but like in certain ways to like reject certain aspects of femininity because she didn't like girly girls. And it was very obvious that she didn't like girly girls because of the way she would talk about them but then also she raised me to be okay with actually liking like guy stuff so sometimes I would get made fun of a lot in daycare because I wanted to play with like cars or I wanted to use that thing that was blue and they and the kids would be like you can't use blue you're not a boy and my mom from when I was very little taught me to say colors don't have gender so oh wow so, so I was that kid in daycare But I do think that my mother being the main caregiver in the family probably made it so that I now carry the same feelings towards things. And it's just been interesting to kind of see, just like your mom, some of the traditional gender stuff that comes up. Like my mom was always one that like told me to have an opinion, which my family like never did because I'm a lady. And I was also a child and apparently children weren't supposed to have opinions. So my mom was always yep. like, no, 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 she can have whatever opinion she wants. Um, and my mom was always like, don't ever let somebody like hurt you. If I ever see you in the office at school, it better be because you beat the shit out of someone and not because somebody beat <laughs> the shit out of you. I don't want to be there for that. <laughs> and so I think that's kind of how I was raised. But I also think that I had a lot of girly cousins extremely girly cousins who I love but like I just it just wasn't in me to kind of be like that but I think I adopted a lot of things from them so like like I don't know Andrea was really into like perfumes and dresses and shit and like I was just like not it was very alien to me and to this day when Andrea gives me her clothes a lot of it is dresses I don't wear it very often the amount of times I've worn her dresses and like a shirt over them like like a the amount the, of times, <laughs> like, the amount of times I've seen you in a nice dress and been like, "Oh," and you're like, "Oh, it's Andrea's," and I was yeah. like, "Oh, yeah, exactly. gotta, 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 gotta." Um, and then I wear like, I don't know, like a jean type shirt over it or something, and Andrea just sees it in my pictures and goes, 
that's what you did to my dress. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so like, it's just, it's an interesting time. But I also feel that growing up, despite all of the things that my mom did, because my mom also wasn't very, um, my mom was also not like the type of person who was like, you need to cook for like your husband or anything. And I wasn't really raised around those types of people. Like my aunt Victoria is very much like a, he can wash his own fucking dishes. You don't, that's not, mm-hmm. he'll figure it out. And my mom is the same. She's like, he can wash his own dishes. He can clean the house. It, like you should not have to do these things for a man. And if you meet a man who expects you to like cook and clean and whatever, you can tell him to kindly go fuck himself, which is very different from what most Mexicans do. But I do have to admit, now that I'm older and I can admit this, or at least I can notice it, I'm a very domestic girlfriend. Like I wouldn't go so far as to like be a stay at home anything because that would drive me nuts. But like when I am in a relationship, I do find that I I can be, I I just have those tendencies. And I don't know if that's just, my personality or if that just like just subconsciously came from people being I mean I wonder because I mean you are very nurturing it's like because like my mom for example like she was a very like she was not a stay-at-home person with us was very obviously like loving and domestic and like wanted to like cooked and cleaned and all that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff but I don't know I think it's complicated with single mothers Right. To like know whether or not that's like part of yeah, that's a domestic thing. thing or it's like, well, they have to do that anyway. They have children. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. And it's funny also you said that your mom's a tomboy because my mom grew up as a tomboy. Mm-hmm. And like when I see like her in my mind as a child, she was not necessarily a tomboy. <laughs> but like there was like, it's like I have pictures of her wearing like, like jeans and like, like a big like masculine jacket. Yeah. And then I also have like, pictures of her in like more feminine things so she like switches between can I just Um, tell you there is literally a picture of my and I'm pretty sure I'm I'm pretty sure I love that picture there's a well there's a okay two things there's a one there's a picture of my mother that I will show you one day I'll take a picture of it my and she is standing next to a cousin who's having her quinceanera and like the quinceanera (laughs) like like it looked like a fucking like nightmare wedding dress. Okay. This woman was in a 1970s era quinceanera dress. And my mom mm-hmm. is standing next to her in a plaid shirt and jeans. And I was like, so this like might as well be a picture of us. Yeah, um, that's like, very funny. But also, like, I was thinking there's another picture that you've posted many times of like your mom in like exactly in the plaid and the jeans. And I'm like, that's Carmen. That's, yeah. That's just and Carmen. the fact that my mother has the audacity, I'm going to say it now, mom. She has the audacity, the audacity to say, you know, you don't have to dress, you know, you can wear like other things. You can like try and dress a little nicer with like, cause now, now she's like, makes fun of me and says, I dress like a nun. I cover up too much. I don't wear enough color, which is fine, but I got it from someone. And that person is her. (laughs) So, and every picture of my childhood, I'm literally like, I have that shirt now that you are wearing then. So that's so funny. She literally, I think, spent the first 10 years of my life in exclusively, regardless of what she wore, Doc Martin. Doc Martin boots. <laughs> that's yeah, that checks and that checks out. It checks out for her, checks out for you. Yeah, it's so, so it's, it's very different for me because like for me, like 
I just like gravitate towards feminine things. Right. Like when I was a little girl, we had these dresses that were like my nicer dresses that were uh-huh. floral and they had like a slight like puff in the sleeve and everything. Sounds and like I would nightmare. come home from school <laughs> no. out of, and Catherine, change out no. of my clothes no. into the dress, <laughs> like spin around. Like I was like, this is what I want to be in. I had like a pink dress that I was in love with. Like, like for me, like all of those feminine things were things like, it was almost like I was like, as if I was not allowed or something, but I would like go and change into my nice dresses. Like, like it's such a weird, my story is like so feminine. It might as well, it sounds like the story of someone who was like, like wasn't allowed to be feminine, yeah. but no, it's just, I was a little girl and I just was like, I love my dresses. I love my pink. And like, to the point where actually, I feel like what happened with me was when I was like 11, I misread some feminist texts or something. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't be liking all these feminine things so much. Like as I, mu- I must've got my hands on some like first wave feminism yeah. something or second wave <laughs> feminism something because then I was like, oh, it's so like stereotypical to be so girly right. and to wear pink and to wear dresses. So like, if you check any picture of me from the age of 12 to like 16, ish I am in like I dress like Corbin blue I am in some sort of like <laughs> jeans t-shirt sweater dress like me now skater boy <laughs> like I I it's so bad it's, it's, it's the plaid ter- it's and the t-shirt the, the like oversized sweaters and like oh just nothing feminine nothing girly yes I remember and then like I remember I started being like I'm gonna buy I like that skirt or whatever. And then I started slowly incorporating feminine yeah. things into my wardrobe. So to the, by the time I got to university, it was like, I remember a distinct moment in my early twenties when I was when going to a store and I had a pink jacket on, I had um, pink floral leggings and a pink top. <laughs> it's like, oh, we've, we've arrived. We've fully come back full, full, full circle. So like my thing, like you're so like naturally you like masculine things, yeah. but me, I'm just like as girly as it can get. And I rebelled against it. That's real. But isn't that just like such a, an, a great example of like how gender is so, I honestly think it's just like unique to you in the sense that how you express it or how you really want to express it is so just like, it's just inherently part of you. It Honestly. is. Oh my God. There's, there's a picture of me when I've said this many times, I'm not <laughs> sure on greatest. this podcast, but it's the best picture in the world. Mm-hmm. It so is good. a picture of me at three years old. <laughs> I love, by the way, I love that we both already know what were each other's pictures are. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're like, Oh, I love that picture. Okay. <laughs> it's me um, dressed as a princess on Halloween. Yes. When I'm like three years old. I have a pink dress on. I have a white fur coat and a white muff <laughs> and a silver crown on, and it couldn't be more of an expression of who I am as a person it's crazy it's so crazy so like yeah gender is and how you express your gender really is inherent to you when people see people wearing like ostentatious things or like super masculine things or whatever and they think oh are they putting it on listen as long as they're okay with themselves they're not putting it on that is (laughs) who they are exactly (laughs) everyone should like have a picture from when they're three to look at and point and be like no no I wasn't making any of that. No. This is, that's it right there. Yeah. I mean, my mom a few years ago bought me a shirt that she called my perfect shirt and that I also call my perfect shirt, which is plaid. It's a plaid. It's a very long tunic, like plaid purple shirt. I was gonna, I knew exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> it has pockets, which is great that you can just like hang out in. You can wear it with tights. You can wear it with jeans, whatever. And I was like, this is the perfect shirt because my favorite color is purple, but also also, I love a plaid and I love an oversized style. So it has pockets, which is necessary I mean, in all if worlds. Anyone, 
if anyone is wondering about our logo, that's why. Plaid and purple <laughs> for Carmen, but then flowers for me. Yeah. So it's like a perfect little meshup <laughs> of both of us. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting because, I mean, growing up having somebody who like basically said, you can express yourself however you want. Gender is not like colors and whatever are not subject to your gender or really it's not even your gender actually it's just your sex it's whatever is between your legs that people are just like you don't have a penis you can't use the color blue which is like think about it that way like when a child is like but you're not a boy why are you why do you like blue he's saying you don't have a penis why do you like do you know how ridiculous that sounds when you put it it's that way fully crazy and especially i mean like i'm sure everyone knows by now but and like, the parents who say used that to too be- it used to be the opposite. It used to be masculine color is pink because pink is an offshoot of red, which is supposed to be a masculine color. And then the feminine color is blue because blue is like flowers and like the sky and it's like dainty, delicate, blah, blah, blah. So, so it's like, it's, it's super dumb. And like boys used to wear dresses up until a certain age, mm-hmm. like historically, like at least if we're talking about like European society, mm-hmm. if we're just for reference, our talking, our talking, our discussion of gender today is mostly going to be like in our sort of like Western Eurocentric mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Right now. But like expressions of like, of like children, especially like with their gender used to just to be all basically kind of feminine. Right. And then it's like, I mean, as always, where is the root of why it's not allowed? It's just nobody wants to be called gay. So like men stop wearing dresses and like, and I don't know, dresses, stop wearing makeup and heels right. and wigs and everything. They're like, oh, I don't want to be a feet. And then like it trickles down to little boys and little boys are suddenly like not allowed to wear dresses. Like literally you can find pictures of little boys in dresses from like the fifties. Like it's not yeah. even that, that old. I and also, also shout out to my sister, because one thing that she's doing right is that my nephew likes to have a dress. He has like I think one or two dresses, maybe just one dress, but he loves wearing his dress. And so he has a dress and every time he comes over to my house, I paint his nails. It's a great time. It's great. And that's how you should kind of allow it. But I I do notice like, for example, when I worked at Value Village, there would be parents who would be like, oh, I'm not buying this. Like their kid would have a toy, you know, they would bring a toy in their hand to the front. And then, and then they'd be like, they'd be like, oh, I'm not buying that for her. That's for boys. And I'd be like, how is it for boys? And honestly, honestly, they never had an answer past it's a car or past, but it's blue or. I remember that. I remember working at a store and people being like, I'm like, they're like, do you have any of these in blue? And I'm like, no, we just have it in pink. You can just get this one. And they're like, oh, it's for a boy. And I was like, who who cares? Honestly, I worked a minimum wage job. The amount of times I was like, and what's the problem? (laughs) What is the problem here? Um, I'm shaming these parents. It's what I did. I was. 18 and making not even probably $10 an hour. So (laughs) I did not give a shit, but I do think it's really, I think it can be really damaging to kids because they just don't get to explore who they are in full, honestly, because they're told that like, if you Mm -hmm. like these things, there's something wrong with you. And then also like, let's not even get into like the issues related to like being you know, trans or anything like that. Cause that in itself, like we've seen kind of the damage that's done to kids who are trans and who don't get to kind of express their gender in the ways that they want to. But I definitely recognize that even for kids who are, you know, cisgender or whatever, they don't really get to like, it's just this idea that the, the binaries, the like gender binaries of like, 
if you're a girl, you have to be like this. And if you're a boy, you have to be like this. Instead of just, let's all just be honest and know that there are like masculine and feminine aspects to everyone. And there are things that you can like that are like traditionally masculine or feminine and it's fine. And you can just express it however you want. Oh yeah. And also like, and if you do fit into your gen, it's like, it's funny because people like never could win. So like, if you don't fit into your gender category, people are like, ugh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then people, if you do fit into your gender category, people are equally just like, ugh, ugh. It's like some, you have to exist in some weird, like no, there's no space. There's no you, space where you can actually exist. If you it really exist in your gender category, the only time it's seen as a bad thing is if you're a woman. That's because of the so sexism. true. That's because so of the sexism. True. Because, because like anything me, girly is considered shitty. Yeah. And like, like, like so many things I like are so feminine and so girly. Um, and then also like I have the added thing of like I know nothing about cars and nothing about sports <laughs> and I do not care. And so people will look at that and be like, oh, that's dumb. Like, or yeah. like that person is dumb because they don't know those things or like those things and that right. also they're spitting into these like girly stereotypes but it's just like I truly just don't care about those things exactly. that's all it is to it and so like yeah anything super feminine is shamed that's another thing like I was talking to my sister earlier today about like how everything feminine is shamed of no course. matter what on no matter what angle it doesn't matter what you're talking about if it's if it's for girls it's bad we were talking about oh that's right we're talking about vocal fry so vocal fry is like so the thing about vocal fry is that vocal fry is you know when someone someone talks like this like and it's usually stereotyped as like yeah that's just a kardashian if you sound like a kardashian no 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 but that's the thing here's the thing because vocal vocal fry is like stereotyped as speaking like with like an uptick and stuff isn't that what it is isn't that it is but the vocal fry is actually like the rasp in your voice so if you have like a rasp in your voice Mm -hmm. that's vocal fry Mm -hmm. and the thing about vocal fry is that like you can talk with vocal fry and like not go up in your voice and whatever, mm-hmm. but it's still your voice is like you, people will hear you and think you're dumb. You <laughs> yeah. But the thing is men have vocal fry. Of course they do. They have it all the time. Mm-hmm. And often sometimes vocal fry just happens when your voice is tired or whatever it is. But like when men have vocal fry, there's no, Oh, that guy's stupid. Unless he's talking with a seriously like Californian uptick. Yeah. There's no anything. Cause there's like professional, academic men who you can hear talk and they'll have vocal fry in their voice and no one will like click it and hear it and hear oh that person is stupid well nobody looks at the aflac duck guy and go well he's ditzy With the who the aflac duck guy what's his name what's his guy you know the guy aflac the the duck it's like it's what is his name you know who i'm talking about the actor Do I? the actor he has like a weird he has like a really raspy voice aflac duck voice see it's the first fucking thing that came up um gilbert godfrey oh gilbert god well gilbert godfrey's voice actually that's another <laughs> that's a good example because gilbert godfrey's <laughs> voice is so fucking irritating but he's allowed a career if a woman had that voice absolutely not absolutely not and also if a woman was like physically looked like gilbert, gilbert godfrey, godfrey it's a it's a rap it's, it's a, a pass <laughs> it's a nah from me dog like she's not having a career or making money off of off of anything no and like yeah 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 no but anything anything feminine is bad everything feminine is bad what's the worst thing you could be called it's anything feminine related like being masculine traits are the like are the stereotypical words you use for like oh that's good Mm -hmm. like man up and things like that it's all very basic stuff but it's just like so irritating whenever you think about it and then you just get like deeper and deeper in the well grow a pair god everything every single itty bitty thing 
there's it is is gendered and like when people want to say like why do you want to like put gender in everything it's like I didn't put it there. I didn't know it was there already I did not put it there it was there it was there already there were already issues and here we are so yeah thank you so much and just the fact that like so we're talking about gender right and I think that this conversation we're having so far has been sort of like our experiences fairly basic terms mm-hmm. right if we were men saying this oh. we would have be given the Nobel Prize yeah yeah. Like we would, be, people would be like, oh my God, did you hear? Like people would, <laughs> the thing is like, cause like, I remember like, there's a podcast called Gilmore Guys and it's like two men uh, talking about Gilmore yes. Girls, right? Mm-hmm. I love that podcast. They're very funny. If they were women, they wouldn't have, no, 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 one, but no, absolutely no one, not. Two women talking about Gilmore Girls, who cares? Like no one would care. No. And that's the thing, like anything done by like some men, people will just listen to. Like when you think of like creators on like, another good example is like, remember when YouTube first started <laughs> for old? Oh, so, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like all of the creators who were like the biggest creators were white men. Yeah. Every yeah. single one. And they're it's still like, out there apparently. And they're so. still out there. But like, like every single one yep. in the top were like white men and maybe yep. like one or two white women or something like that. And it's like, people act as if they're not, um, there's no reason as if they're like, oh no, their content is better. Like, no, 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 no. It's just that that's who people listen to. No, of course. It was like the clearest example of it to me. I'm like, look, we have a platform with millions of people and all different kinds of people making the exact same fucking um, content. And who is the most popular? A couple of white guys. Exactly. And it, it just always seems to be the case that at least not even just content creation, but in general, I think across the board, the amount of allowances that are made for men, just to mm-hmm. like, the bar is so low for men to have The to bar hit. is in hell, Carmen. It's, the bar yeah, is not even on the floor. It's in hell. It's in hell. It's That's how bad it is that men can just say like, literally the most basic of basic, you know, common human decency things. Like if a man, if you go on a date with a man and he says, you know, like, did you get home safe? It's like oh applause. Oh. Sorry. I do that to all my, I literally friends, male or female. I literally go, just make sure you let me know when yeah, you go every home single safe. time. I'm all, I always text you when I get home yeah. because I know. <laughs> I, and, I, and this is the thing. I don't discriminate because I have friends who are like, but I'm a guy and I'm like, I don't give a shit. Let me know. You could get killed. On you could have, yeah. Like I just, this is just, it's important for me to know. And, um, I just, I I just don't understand. And I also, I do that myself, right? Like, I think so many women are conditioned to just like view the bare minimum that men do as like such an honest and decent thing because so few of you do it. So few, so few people are expected to do it. And it's just not seen as common human decency anymore because it happens. It is crazy. Yeah, you're right. Because like anytime a man does like anything like normal that like a woman does, everyone's like, he's a really good guy. watch how women and this is an issue my main (laughs) issue is how women just like propagate a lot of these things and like I know why because of sexism but if I see another woman gawk at a man taking care of a child and then give a woman who's taking care of the child with the same amount of care and judge her I I swear to god I'm gonna smack someone in the face because a man could be like carrying a baby by the ankle upside down and swinging it in the air yeah people would be like oh but if a woman does that, it's like, what a monster. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Or, yeah, or. No, that it's, it's oh, every time. Yeah, go Or ahead. as somebody who loves true crime, the amount of serial killers whose violence is blamed on women. 
Oh my god, I I that makes we me need so to mad. stop saying yes. Did Ted Bundy well, as, kill as women if, that yeah, look like his I was about to say I was like fucking Ted Bundy, and people are like, I'm like, what are you what are you saying? If this woman had accepted Ted Bundy, he wouldn't be a murderer. Fuck, Fuck you. Has, he would have found someone else. <laughs> like, there is no responsibility on women for murderers or crazy people or like or when their people mothers. talk about like incels and oh yeah right, but like incels and things like that when it's like men well, who are. Women like, oh, just dated them. them. This wouldn't what? be an issue. Fuck off. Wouldn't be an issue if you're just nicer. It wouldn't. You, we wouldn't have murdered you if you just fucked us. Like <laughs> I think, and that's also like I wish that could be the episode title. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that should be. <laughs> oh, that is the crux of like all human society. Like I. If you would just, if you would just fuck us, I, yeah, I was actually listening to something talking about like, um, how men view women and like how men view women's power uh-huh. because like the basics of like sexual power are like women have the sexual power mm-hmm. and that like, because they have what men want, quote mm-hmm. unquote, generalizations. And like that causes men to think women have power when it's mm-hmm. like in every like no in every other aspect of society women don't have power and they have leverage mm-hmm. in one small space and in men's minds that means they have leverage over everything. Which is ridiculous. And that's how a lot of those like incels and like all these people work where they in their mind they're like, well women don't want to have sex with me, so like they have all the power in the world and they're pretending like they don't and then they, they make up all these like. They just like go on these long, sad, just just never ending bullshit tirades about women. And it's just like, do you, do you know that women couldn't open their own bank account in like the <laughs> 70s? Like, like they, they couldn't vote until they were married? Like, what are you talking about? Like, like, like 19, like 60 something, I think in the States or, or in, in Canada and like 1970 something in whatever around that time, like late sixties ish women could open bank accounts by themselves. So let's so like, what are you talking about? Get your shit together. No. And I, I definitely think that with gender stuff, I think I, I had, um, I did a queer theories course at Ryerson in my undergrad my only a plus my actually no I've gotten a pluses before but my most proud a plus might I add because uh Mm -hmm. I really like that class um and I loved my prof I her I forget her name she was like I guess like a very she said this herself okay I'm not like whatever but she called herself like a very like butch lesbian and that she looked like if you if you like took like a quick glance you would assume it was like um, like a man I guess because of mm-hmm. the way she dressed and her hair and everything and she said that she loved going into the woman's washroom loved <laughs> going in because because like there would be women in the washroom and she she said that they'd like do a double take or that like when women would step into the washroom and she was in there they would always look back to see if they were in the white right washroom that's really funny and and she was like I love it and she's like because our assumption is that like if you don't have long hair and you don't dress it like that like it must be a man <laughs> that's standing yeah, there it must instead, be of, a man. instead of just assuming that like different people express themselves differently and it doesn't necessarily have to do with like one stereotype or another and it was really great because she she kind of talked about some of the complicated aspects of like gender because for a lot of folks uh, this is like what one of the things that she said for a lot of folks who are trans like they grew up saying like, I knew I was a girl. I always liked to 
I like dresses and I like to play with dolls and so on and so forth. Right. But then mm-hmm. she was like, but some people, when they get really angry and they're like, well, gender is like performative and, and like, it's just based on like, you know, it's like a societal kind of norm, right? Like it's, it's a, it's a social norm. It's not really like something inherently within you. Um, mm-hmm. So she would be like, but that also makes folks sometimes who are trans feel like my reality doesn't matter. And that was kind of like some of the complicated stuff that comes up with gender. But then when we have conversations with like you, where you're like, I come home and I just like, be in <laughs> right? my dresses, that, I'm like, it I'm, is inherently within you. I think it really I, is I, inherently I, within honestly, you. If I was is. a boy, that story would be like, everyone would be like, oh my God, you're so brave. Like, <laughs> it's the same. Like it just is. And so that's just is. at the time. Cause at the time I was like, oh, gender, such like a social construct, like who knows what we would be if we were just allowed to do whatever the fuck we wanted. But honestly, even if we were allowed to do whatever the fuck we wanted, some of us would still have the same gender expression as like, that's the thing. That's the thing. If you look at like, what, like, like what it looks like changes obviously. And from culture to culture, which is why like when you study like the history of like transgender people Mm -hmm. and things like that, it can be very interesting to see how gender expression is because the thing is like the immutable fact of like gender or whatever, like the amorphous, gender Mm -hmm. is like that exists but like how it's expressed is what changes right and like you can even because and you can see it again with like uh trans people through history it's just like whatever the version of that society expression of gender is the gender that they're going to be expressing but it's just like this like thing that we can't and it's like i think about the fact that like women throughout all cultures like fabric that's not even a thing that's I'm not even joking like there's this like thing about like I can't remember when it was but like in Japan like pre like something Japan like women's like um when they would be like alone like without contact with men a lot of their like um aesthetic and their clothing was like these like super like multi-layered outfits that had like fabric on fabric on fabric on fabric (laughs) and it's just like that's not for men. It's not mm-hmm. something that women are doing for men. You know no. what I mean? And like throughout all cultures and all societies, I don't know what the hell it is, but women are like fabric is where it's at. Mm-hmm. Women like mm-hmm. cloth. They like fabric. And I think also women like making things mm-hmm. like these are certain things that you can find everywhere. Mm-hmm. And maybe you could say, oh, maybe that's because women were meant to, or not meant to, so were made to make mm-hmm. things. Right. And so they had to develop an eye for that. But mm-hmm. maybe you could go even further back from that and say like, okay, so women were the gatherers mm-hmm. <laughs> rather than the hunters. So women have a better eye for color. And that's yeah. actually true. Women do have a better eye for color. So maybe that's why women like fabric throughout history. And maybe women like these sorts of things because they're like this, whatever, like right. physical trait, whatever. So like when you go and you deeper and deeper and deeper into it, it becomes total nonsense Mm -hmm. but at the same time like women like fabric I don't know what to tell you and like and also like you can you I just feel like there's also because obviously there's folks who are non-binary right yeah and then and like I think it's honestly it makes me laugh I have a friend and you might have thoughts on this but I do have a friend who's like if we were really honest we or who was like something like if we were really honest as a society I think we would say that everybody everybody should be non-binary or something and like I don't know how I feel about that but like I've had people who literally told me that they're non-binary po- for political reasons oh my god we have political non-binary people like, well, like do you yeah, remember the political like, lesbians yes 
So yeah, it was like political I'm, lesbians were people who were like, I'm uh, a lesbian for political reasons. Like they weren't necessarily <laughs> a lesbian, but they were just like, they were lesbian not to like women. They're a lesbian to to not want to be with men. Yeah. And so, but it's, it was, it was because I met a few people who are like, I, or like, at least like I go by they, them pronouns because I think everybody should go by they, them pronouns. Oh, okay. Can we talk about that? They, them pronouns, because I use those all the time, 24 mm-hmm. seven. And like, to the point where like, I don't even, okay. The thing about when people get upset about they, them pronouns, I'm like, you use them every day. You do. Every, technically, obviously when someone says specifically my pronouns are they, them, or my pronouns are she, them, they mean something specific with that. Of course. But technically everyone's pronouns are he, them, or she, them. That's just yeah. <laughs> everybody's, what are you talking about? So when people get like all up in arms, it's like, I remember this one time I was having a discussion with my sister and she thought I was trying to like, not mention like who I was talking about Mm -hmm. she's like oh you're using they a lot and I don't even hear it I just use they all the Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. so like what's it just it's maddening uh yeah I uh on the other end I saw one of my friends this weekend and he was telling me that he went on a date with a, a lady and his sexuality like he's pretty fluid in terms of like his own sexuality and when he told this lady that he was pretty fluid in his sexuality she tried to argue with him that he should not be going by he him pronouns and that he should go by they them pronouns and he was like but I don't identify as he's like but I'm a I'm a guy I don't really that's not really my thing and she was like no but like if you're gonna be honest with yourself you're they them not he him and she was and he he just didn't he was like no but I'm not actually but I'm not you don't get to tell that's the that should be our story for the day you don't get to tell someone what their gender is if you see somebody in a dress who wears a lot of makeup and has long flowing hair and they say my pronouns are he him you will not go up to the person and be like no they're not you will not you will let them say yeah. whatever the fuck their pronouns are and if somebody says they're non-binary and they're super femme or super mask and whatever and then you're like oh but you look like a guy I don't want it I don't I want to hear it it's the, first of all, if we could just let people exist and mind our own goddamn business, I feel like the world would be a better place. Yeah. I, oh, what was I going to say? On the topic, so here's the thing. There's always things with like movements, particularly like, like we, again, like I said, with political lesbians, there's like things in queer spaces that happen where it's like people want to take it, like not just, it's not just about your identity. It's about like the politics of your identity. Mm-hmm. And so like for the example, like the example of the, no, you have to identify as they, them because- mm-hmm because it's for political reasons or whatever or like political lesbians like um I don't like that but I will say I'm sure on some teeny level I get like the idea of when someone's like no no but when someone's like oh if we were honest we would all be they them I don't agree with that Uh but I was thinking about this because I'm like as someone who identifies as bisexual I'm like I in my brain I know that everybody isn't but I'm like like <laughs> part yeah. of my brain I don't know what maybe it's the, everybody who are like the in-between folks right. are all us in-betweeners we're all like really <laughs> you sure just just men like just men what a horrible uh, like what are you talking about <laughs> so I think that there might be some of that sprinkled in there For um sure. no I I I do think that like in here like how we choose to express ourselves is very much us. I think right now, and I, what makes me kind of sad is just because, so I, when I was doing my accessibility training, I talk about like, I used to talk about a lot, like who has, uh, who's at the advantage, like we did the power flower 
fucking exercise where it was like if you're in the pedal then you have less power if you're at, it was like a I don't know what you're talking about and I don't even want to what are you saying <laughs> a power flower exercise so it's like a flat so it's like an anti-oppression exercise that like every social worker if I, any social worker is listening they absolutely know what I'm talking about um but it's basically like if you're on on an outer pedal it would be like man would be in the outer pedal Christian would be on an outer pedal um, and on the inner pedal be like woman and like disabled and like whatever. And so you have to, and so you color in whichever one it is. And then you talk about it as a group of like, where do you sit on this power flower nonsense? Anyway, it's, it's cheesy and corny, which is fine. But I remember every time, almost every time I would do the conversation about like, who's an advantage, who's at an advantage, men or women, there would inevitably be like a guy. And honestly, it was funny because it was a lot of the younger guys who would be like, actually women are more at an advantage than men in our society. And I would listen to them and you would think that it would be like some really sexist shit. But actually what they were saying was that like patriarchy is destroying them. Cause they would be like, I don't get to show any emotions. Uh, there's, there's an idea that like, I'm going to have to like be the provider. I can't even afford rent. I still live with my parents and I'm being and it. The assumption is that like, I'll be able to pay for my own like everything on my own and like take care of like a family. And I don't think I have the capacity to do so. It was like all this stuff, right? And so when we would talk about it, I would, we would get into it and it would just be the fact that like patriarchy serves no one. And general oh, roles no, it doesn't. serve literally no one because men are out here going like, I can't even have feelings. Like I can't cry. If I go mm -hmm. to my guy friends and talk to them about my feelings, nobody knows how to talk about them because nobody's been taught how to talk about them. So we just sit there and play video games in silence. Like that was literally. Ooh, oh, to be a boy. How awful. <laughs> um, no, it's true though, because like, I think also like the crux of our conversation seems to be like gender roles, bad gender expression. Bad. Good. No gender yes. expression. Good. But gender man, expression is just like whatever yeah. you are as a person, but like the gender roles are the exactly. real problem because like when men, yeah, men aren't allowed to of cry. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it is true no, that like really men, bad. patriarchy really does dis, um, disadvantage, or not disadvantage, patriarchy fucks with everyone. Fucks with it men. fucks with everyone. It fucks with everyone. It doesn't disadvantage men. It like deconstructs it's men. It makes men like you have to be this like pillar of something. And that's why all those men commit all those murders because they can't. Yeah. Like when you think about like family annihilators and stuff, mm -hmm. it's always a man who's like, I lost all my money. So <laughs> rather than telling my wife and children, I'm killing them Not and all. myself. Yeah. Like, like that's what happens. So yeah. like, so like technically men are still like at, it's like a, like a social financial advantage but an emotional advantage they do not have no and so that's why i but, I, sorry <laughs> but just one more thing is that thing is that like women have the quote-unquote advantage in like the emotional arena however their emotions are consistently and constantly demeaned at every yeah we turn. can't win we so can't it's win. like it's like it's like saying that women have the privilege it's like no no nobody does no nobody's allowed to have feelings in our society nobody's allowed to feel shitty nobody's allowed to fear to actually if there's anything that has made me realize that nobody is allowed to feel shitty in our society um the ways in which we're talking about covid if i have like the way that the government's like everything's great everything's open everything's perfect fine. i'm like you we did just lose like hundreds of thousands of people <laughs> you yeah. are aware why doesn't anyone want to work <laughs> <laughs> it's like are you stupid anyway 
Um, so yeah, we're not allowed to have feelings because anything oh. that is considered remotely feminine is um, treated like absolute garbage, which is also yeah. why, uh, speaking of gender norms, the reason why people who work in what is considered quote unquote more feminine related labor make less money. Nurses yeah. make less money than doctors, social workers, because it's caregiving, anything caregiving adjacent, I you I make no also money. Like, I think like um, in Russia or something, like doctors, like not just nurses, but doctors are more women. Than, I might, might be wrong. I might be mis missing my countries, but like, I think it is in Russia where like doctors are mostly women. And so doctors get paid less. Are so not just nurses. Unfucking believable. Right? And like, or like, believable. I think in a lot of, in certain cultures, like, like women are the ones who take care of like the finances in the home. Mm -hmm. And so that's devalued. Yeah. And, but oh, if you hear any weird noises, it's my cat. Oh my God. Stop, stop it. Um, <laughs> uh, but so there's certain, so whenever um, it's a feminine skill, it's devalued and paid less. Even if like in one culture, like math is supposed to be like a masculine thing. The other culture is a feminine thing. Whichever culture says it's for women is it's like, it's bad. It's bad. It's not, a, it's not a good thing. Yeah. That's, and the that's only emotion true. that men are allowed to show is anger. And the only women emotion that women aren't allowed to show is anger. Is anger. Actually, I, t I saw a, a, like a post today. I might post it later, but it um, was <laughs> something like somebody, it was a tweet, I think. And it was like, you know, I have been, I'm not allowed to be emotional. Like I'm a woman and I'm not allowed to be emotional in the workplace. But you know what I haven't done? Punched through drywall. Okay. Can we talk about the punching through drywall? It's honestly my men. biggest pet peeve. I uh, I really the can't. The amount of I men can't. that I know I who have punched holes through their doors, through their drywall. Like, it's very common. It's a lot more it's common very than common. you would think. And it's I'm just crazy. Like, so you just woke up one day and thought to, you were angry enough to I've never been angry enough to want to punch through a wall. No, uh, I'm gonna hurt my hand. I've been angry <laughs> enough to slam a door or like like punch a pillow, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I've done that. But but like yeah, punching through drywall is truly because like men can only express their rage through like violent actions. Yeah, and while I would say they can't punch their girlfriends, they do punch. Their they girlfriends. do. But like um, the nicer ones punch walls. Um, and so it's like, yikes the. The bar is in hell, my friend. The bar is in hell. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And think about it. Like how many men have actually, let's be real. The amount of men who have probably punched through drywall as a teenager or like punched a hole through like their door. Honestly, it's horrifying. And the fact that they're just like, yeah, I did it. I'm like, if I did that, my mother would probably have me institutionalized. Honestly, right? let's be real. My mom would be like, this is not normal. This is not yeah. okay. This is, well, you'd be diagnosed with hysteria. Your womb is <laughs> wandering around your body and then you would go get a lobotomy. Like that's what would happen. That's the thing. I, here's the thing. I, I try so hard when we're discussing like men and men's like problems with patriarchy to be sympathetic. But then I always no. remember, no, you could throw your wife into a mental, uh, like insane and asylum for not cooking you dinner and then she'd get a lobotomy. Like that happened uh, yeah. recently. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you could like like whenever I try and I'm like I know I know you got like I obviously like for example like um male image right now is very going through a lot of um changes and there's like mm -hmm. a lot of men with eating disorders and everything and I'm like Which, I to be honest bad. I I did not uh. know that <laughs> I try it's just this little like 
schadenfreude i have too much schadenfreude in me <laughs> like when we discuss men and like cognitively i know and like academically and like yes i know and i would never be mean to a man who like had an eating disorder that's awful but the just the little schadenfreude in me is just like and like it's mean it's mean <laughs> to be honest I'm not saying it's not mean i feel like internally obviously we all have like internalized sexism that comes out when I started to like hear that like men had eating disorders, like the amount that I saw it coming out, I was like, really? Yeah. You guys, I was shocked, but I shouldn't be because men, obviously they're different types of body standards and it depends on like, are you white or are you black? Like, you know, there's different body standards yeah. for people, blah, 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 blah. But like, I didn't even think about, like, I didn't think about it. And I have a lot of male friends who have been wrestlers so I should have been more aware of the pervasiveness <laughs> of diet culture and starvation knowing yeah. people that have been wrestlers and like professional fighters in my Whatever. life who have to like literally cut weight like cut 20 pounds in like a week before a fight right like I I, I should have known but it, in my head I was like uh, what <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's <laughs> yeah, just because, like, okay, it's just because, okay, uh, men are allowed have to been have... at a disadvantage. <laughs> what, hang on, let me just say, men, men have been at a quote unquote disadvantage in terms of like women have entered the workplace, women are making money, they don't necessarily need to marry them to mm -hmm. like, like, like the structures of like, our like Western society, blah, 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 have broken down, right? Mm -hmm. Which I think is a good thing. Mm -hmm. So like women don't have to like, have kids and marry a guy to like live and not be homeless mm -hmm. <laughs> like that is no longer a requirement right. so men have not had this requirement in their lives for such a short period of time mm -hmm. and they haven't been able to handle it because the second <laughs> it happened they all lost their minds they're trying to turn back the clock mm -hmm. they're like they're all they're like, like there's just all the incels and all the, like the wackos and everything everyone they've lost their minds but women have been dealing with so much shit for like centuries and we didn't create any murder cult so no. i'm just saying i know i know i'm just saying i know i'm just saying and i know it's patriarchy and i know blah blah blah, blah, blah. i'm sympathetic <laughs> i care about listen men, nobody whatever. you know you know <laughs> i was gonna say one more thing Maybe it's because I don't have a brother and I don't have any men in my life. Because my sister Carolyn will say this thing where she's like, I wish I had a brother so like I cared about men. <laughs> I agree. Well, yeah. The only man in my, my life is my nephew. Oh, and even then really I'm like, this fucking bitch. <laughs> um, well, I also think that as folks who are technically like women are at a disadvantage and I don't think that we, as women, we should be expected to constantly show the utmost compassion towards men. <laughs> so like, it's like, we have a very limited, like, sorry, we're trying to not be murdered and like trying to get to the point where we can go outside at night by ourselves. So um, excuse me, if we do not have the capacity to show compassion. Yeah, excuse me as if I'm not as, as nice. Like. But yeah, but like, if you're talking about your, but again, like we're just talking, this is sexism we're talking about. If you want to talk about gender and your gender expression and men want to like, here's the thing. If men want to do anything outside their gender norms, I'm here for it a million percent. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't stand any of the men who are trying to like regress norms or like cry about like the things that I'm like, get in line. Like we've all been crying about this for <laughs> like, like some of those things are the things that I have a lot of trouble with, but yeah, when it comes to like 
men and sincere like mm-hmm. recognizing of like patriarchy and recognizing their place in like in patriarchy and recognizing like that it's damaging to them mm-hmm. because some a lot of men who go on the incel route will see patriarchy is the see the effects of patriarchy and then blame women whereas like men who are actually trying and actually paying yeah. attention will see the effects of patriarchy and go oh that's because of patriarchy right right actually i just had a thought do you remember so mr pullen was our art teacher I was thinking about him. Oh, God love him. What a a sweet, sweet man. man. Uh, He also helped run the Gay Straight Alliance and was a magical, magnificent man. And um, he had a daughter. Uh, Her birthday is the day before mine, might I add. But uh, Mm -hmm. he had a daughter. And um, I remember when he mentioned to us later on, and he sounded so disappointed. And he's like, she's really into princess stuff. And it made me laugh because I was like, Mr. Pullen would want his daughter to just like be like, fuck you and like do whatever. But she just ended up fitting right into like, and I'm sure it wasn't because he told her to, right? Like, obviously, because it's Mr. Pullen, but like, he was just like, yeah, she's just like really into, into princess stuff. She likes a lot of pink. And it was so funny to me because he just sounded so disappointed and it, it was very cute. And sometimes I think about that and I'm like, if only all girls had dads like that <laughs> who were just yeah like, or well <laughs> I mean I guess or it would be good if he was like or I think it's best if you're just like happy with whatever your child does yeah because I it is funny when a lot of like alternative kind of people yeah. will be like disappointed when their kid is more normal <laughs> like if I ever had children and they yeah. were heterosexual disappointment <laughs> well yes and that's the other thing I think So there's this idea, and I remember, actually, I heard this during my undergrad, so it's been a while, and it's still relevant today, but there was this idea that, like, people were, so people who were against, like, same-sex couples having kids would often say, like, oh, but research has shown that, like, same-sex couples have, like, end up raising a higher number of, um, like, kids that are, like, gay or queer of some sort, right? And like, actually, the research has shown that that's actually quite true, that like a lot of same-sex couples Mm -hmm. end up having kids that are like, maybe not gay necessarily, but way more open to exploring their sexuality. And so a lot of them will be like, I'm bisexual or whatever. But like you said about like, isn't like everyone like a little bit, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think the idea should be, if you are raised with parents who allow for you to explore the fullness of yourself, without Mm -hmm. the shame that society puts on people, a lot of us would probably be way more open about wanting to explore things like our sexuality and our gender expression. So it's not, I don't necessarily, it's not that like I raise my kid, therefore like this way, therefore they've been brainwashed to behave this way. No, you have raised your kid to be open and honest with themselves about exploring what they want And if we are all honest, there will probably be way more people who identified as bisexual or maybe Mm -hmm. non-binary or all sorts of other things that like would be very okay. And so, yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, I think we said this like very recently on our podcast, but like sexuality used to be something you did, not something you were. And so the idea that people were like, oh yeah, I could have an experience with a, a woman or an experience with a man, whatever, sexuality, whatever was more understood because it was something you were doing Mm -hmm. now technically it was illegal but it was something (laughs) you were doing not something you inherently were and like that is the truth of human like the human condition is that like 
human sexuality is very fluid and human gender expression is very fluid because like Mm -hmm. despite the fact that I say that I I do fit into a lot of like girly boxes like personality wise I probably fit into more masculine boxes yeah and I feel like I'm the opposite (laughs) oh my god oh my god yeah 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 yeah, you are that is personality way more oh my god feminine and then but then like in my likes way more masculine, masculine. and then like i'm the opposite yin and yang oh, this we're is perfect. <laughs> when people say oh are you guys a couple we should just I mean, say we yes certainly look one. like I mean. one we look like your favorite ah, lesbian couple ah, wow just fyi <laughs> so that is amazing i do think we should get katherine quinceanera dress <gasps> i would love it and I will uh, look through my mom's clothing and see if I find that old shirt she had. It's literally I would, like, I need to I show you this picture recreate. because it is the ugliest dress I've ever seen. It's like, you know, in the 1970s, they, they wore those like hats. They were like, yeah, those, like, like poofy thing hats. and like the yeah, poof, yeah, yeah. extra poof. Yeah, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, and so they wore like the giant hats and the, and she was wearing a giant hat and like the dress, the dress was just like ridiculous. I was like, you are 15 why are you in a wedding dress? And my mother's just standing there. And it was so funny. It was so funny. I could not, but anyway. And so now I think, I think the, the conclusion to this conversation is that like, examine your understandings of gender norms. If you are a man and you've ever felt the need to tell a woman smile more, (laughs) personally, I would like you to just uh, fall off a cliff perhaps yes absolutely um, but you know just like you know suck my nuts um that's and what think i think about say. why because yeah, and think is, about like, why, reason... would you go up to a man and be like smile more smile no more. one you'd probably get your ass whooped and two nobody expects a man to smile no oh unless you're a black man oh oh we didn't even get into the race part of gender we didn't even get into the race and part. we can't because we don't have enough time but the point is is that just like examine you're examine why you express your gender the way you do is it because you want to or is it because you feel like you have to yeah and like examine like your behaviors examine like and also examine this is very important specifically i know we were ranting about men a lot but men are there a lot of bitches who perpetuate (laughs) sexism (gasps) for women really need to examine the way they like speak and also the way they speak uh, speak about sorry but the way they speak about their gender about gender expression about other women about if i hear other a, women, a woman if i hear another woman say i'm not like other women fuck off i'll kill them in i oh those women are awful but then also the women who are like <laughs> oh well she's like dressing like this whatever for attention like literally take the word attention out of your vocabulary mm-hmm. stop accusing women of doing things for attention and also like don't treat attention like it's a bad thing. Yeah. People like attention. Why do we need to we're be- We're huber social creatures. We are literally, not, we are not a beige wall. Yeah. Like literally everyone wants attention. It's called interaction. Yeah. I don't know what you're, you're talking about. So it's like everything like that, like the insult, insults that are used for women, examine them. Why are you saying that girl is like asking for it or looking for attention or whatever? And why is that bad? you know? Yeah. And like, also examine the way you speak about men, because like, there are a lot of women not to like sympathize with incels, but there are a lot of women who will say things about men and their gender roles and how they're supposed to be performing their gender roles and why they wouldn't get with this man because of this. And I'm like, think about that for like five seconds. Yeah. That's Although, all we're asked. Honestly, yeah. that's all we need in society, in the world, in life is people to just say things and then think about it 
for five seconds just go <laughs> hang on because you know when you meet someone and you ask them about something and they say oh I never thought of that before and you're like how have you never thought of that's that that's the that's the comment I get in most things I talk about with most people I that I thought meet of that before think think about just think just you just rub those little create some little brain creases <laughs> make some little brain folds think about it for five seconds and be and like, like what like, why do I assume disabled people can't I be in relationships that? <laughs> right right well, why like, do i assume that disabled people can't be mean have you also heard that that's the other side of it where people treat disabled people like they're like beautiful little angels and i'm like no no we can we can really be regular assholes. assholes we are regular ass assholes sometimes and that's really? okay we can be a whole ass person anyway the point is is that just just think just think just rub them just examine think, think examine and also like try new things. Like if you think, oh, I could never wear that masculine thing or I could never wear that feminine thing, give it a shot. Maybe you'll mm-hmm. like it. Maybe, maybe you'll you find will that like that the girly drinks. You. Men, maybe you maybe you will like a girly drink, a Cosmo you will. perhaps. You will. I got to tell you, every human being likes sugar. You're going <laughs> to like it. You're going to like it. I, on the other hand, do not like sugary alcohol. And I like my drinks to be, I've said this many, many times to many people recently. I like to have drinks that coal miners will drink because sugary alcohol makes me feel sick. Oh, I like drinks that are like effervescent, like, and like the kind of like alcoholic drink you would have like by the pool. Yeah, no, no, for brunch or like by the pool where you're like wearing a big hat and sun, big sunglasses and you're right. watching the pool boy. Like that's like the a mimosa. drink I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's I'm also great. imagine there's a whole personality along with that drink. Of course, you know that's saying. great. That's fantastic. Like me with my fur coat smoking a cigarette. Like I don't smoke cigarettes, <laughs> but like I want that. That would be great. That's what I want. Yeah. Yes, that would be perfect. Anywho, we- Anywho, you can find us expressing our gender. <laughs> at, wait, wait, you recommendations. You. Oh, that's right. We have recommendations. You know what? Well, I came in with it. I'm going out with it. Oh, for the love of One Piece. Christ. Watch One Piece, okay? I started watching it again. It's very cute. I'm like, I love Luffy. He's so stupid. And also I've been singing this theme song like in my head all day. It's been great. I actually found it on Spotify and oh, was Lord. listening to it. Uh, <laughs> it's begun so yeah i'm recommending one piece um to little known tiny independent things so like go go <laughs> get into one piece uh, i'm never seeing my friend again guys this is this is it i should, this is a sad day i need to her. start mourning i guess for my recommendation what would i recommend oh my god okay i saw the most beautiful short documentary it's like 38 minutes um, it's called Audible. It's on Netflix. And uh, to be clear, I like sobbed, I think 15 minutes in, but it's about a school in the US that's like a school for the deaf, but they're also a championship winning football team. Oh. And it's about like, it's about how they're like, all these kids are in this bubble of like all being deaf. So they all understand each other and like yeah. how they're like winning football championships and like all this other stuff. But it's also kind of really interesting because Another thing people don't think about is the fact that people with disabilities can also be athletes and compete against people without disabilities. Yeah. Yeah. It's like not every disability is like a physical disability. And even those that are don't necessarily mean that you can't compete. Exactly. And it was beautiful and it's like wholesome, but also really touching. And there's like a really, really sad, 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 sad part. Um, but it's actually really lovely and it doesn't feel like inspiration porn, which is what happens a lot with people with disabilities. I feel like it was so beautiful to see predominantly black disabled people 
now i'll watch it you said black i'm here now yeah it wasn't like all white folks it was literally predominant because it's maryland's which is like in the u.s has it's a, a very large uh african-american population so it was like a bunch of black folks for the most part um at the school and i was like this is so beautiful <laughs> so um oh and there's gay people too Ooh, there's gay always, disabled black men and i was like my mom Amen. watches a show she watches and I watch it with her it's called escape to the country it's like a British show about like finding houses in the countryside mm-hmm. um and I will watch it with her but sometimes I get bored because the British people are so boring of and course. I told my mother I was like if you're watching it you see gay people you see black people you see non-British European people or Americans mm-hmm. on the show you call me and literally the other day she's like Catherine lesbians and I was like <laughs> I'm, I'm here Oh my God. That's, that's fantastic. Um, okay. And so, um, to get in touch with us, uh, you can find us at I'd kill a spider for you on Instagram and I'd kill a spider number four letter U on Twitter. And also you can rate us and review us. Yes, Please rate us on iTunes. That would be great. And any other podcast app that you're on. And you can find me at the CC Williams anywhere and you can find my cats at is Hoopy and Sophie oh, yes. on Instagram. Um, and you can find me at uh, Carmen underscore Maria 416 for death doula related uh, inquiries and uh, just my general life. So, mm-hmm. okay. Well, you know, we'll be posting them pictures of um, our childhood selves, probably some like <laughs> hilariously. If I can find a picture of me from high school, well, I do have that one where I look like Corbin Blue. So maybe there is I'll, a picture that. that my mom has of me where I'm in like a what's it called? Like a like a suit, like a women's like suit. Like it was very Hillary Clinton esque in the nineties. <laughs> it's like one of those like a, a power suit. Yes, I was in like a pantsuit, and I was like. I am like a six-year-old who looks like a power lesbian. Like, that's... please, please, I would love to see it. I <laughs> want to post that picture beside the picture of me in like a pink dress. I'm gonna ask my mom to to see if she, because my mom's going to Mexico on Saturday, so I'm gonna get her to send it to me before she leaves. Please <laughs> so. do, please do. Uh, anywho, all right, you know, all right, folks, take care, take care, stay fresh. I don't know what that means, but. <laughs>